0: I'd be, I'd it you, I be I donated cause I like what you're doing, keep it up,
1: highlight me, you're big blood.
2: Y'all, welcome back to Shush Periods, and let me tell you, this week's episode has to be my personal favorite by far. We've been working on episode 110, Advocates for about the past two months and we reached out to the people whose support has made an immeasurable impact on our podcast. From Bronx Prep social worker to the eighth grade history teacher to the men who support the women of sh- periods. We start off the episode with podcaster Ray brother.
3: Hi, my name is Ray Zhao, and my advocate is my older brother, Ray My brother is about 10 years older than me, but he's still my best friend, and he's also one of my biggest supporters. He has always said that he's proud of me, and having his support means everything to me, because when you love someone as much as I love my brother, you just want them to support you, and I'm glad that he does support me. He actually did end up donating to our GoFundMe, which I'm very happy about, because it just shows how much he's supports me since he's donating to help me get equipment so we can continue on doing our podcast and i'm just really thankful that my brother is my brother and i wouldn't ask for any other brother so that's my advocate my god it's not stopping
2: from razel's brother we go to an individual who inadvertently inspired our podcast this here is mr louis from Brownspread middle school
0: well, my name is Frody Louie. I'm currently the 8th grade teacher at Bronx Prep. When asked if there was
2: an adult figure in school who demonstrated a changed mindset because of the work the girls did, they often bring up yeah. Mr. Louie.
0: In all honesty, uh, listening to the podcast really gave me such a eye-opening account of mm-hmm. what it's like for a young lady that is essentially, you know what I'm saying, dealing with, um, you know, biology, right? I mean, I know it happened, but that was the first time. It was like a visual experience. I'm like, oh wow. So as a teacher, it kind of made me look back. I was like, you know, you say, well, why didn't you tell me? Then I realized, well, how could they tell me? You know, what I'm tell saying?
2: you about what it was like for them to get right, a period in right, class, right, or right.
0: So if they want to go to the bathroom, and I don't know if it's going to the bathroom or it's for that, but it's like. As a as a male teacher, I'm like, wait, why would I expect them to be able to feel comfortable to tell me if that's what that was? So in a way, it, it enables me to podcast, the content, hearing them talk about it, and how many teachers reacted. And I was just like, oh my god, I was one of I was I was once one of those teachers.
2: Reacted in a negative or positive? Well, not just
0: negative. It's just you know my natural inclinations, like uh. Oh. About periods. Right, but it's <laughs> like from their point of view. How does that make them feel? I never look at it from that point of view. Right. It's already uncomfortable, and I'm a male teacher, and it's like you shouldn't have to tell a male teacher all of those things, but more importantly... In a way, you know, I've always had this, like, immature response to periods in general, you know, even with my friends or whatever. Where did that come from? I don't know where it came from. I really don't know.
2: <laughs> was I it just, always like this? Like, growing up, you are yeah, like, oh,
0: okay. I just think, even when I was in college, like, I had friends of mine that were, that were women friends of mine. Even a couple of them I even dated. But it was just always like, oh, my God, ugh, get away from me. <laughs> right. So, imagine I'm like, this is, I'm like, oh, wow. I can't. I, even if I, I wouldn't want to say it, but that mindset would be manifested in my responses. Like, I remember when I opened the door, you guys said, we talk about periods. What did I do? You walked right away. I the walked right away. <laughs> right. So you, you guys saw firsthand, you know, that reaction. But when I listened to the podcast, it really changed my mind. And I was just like, oh, got it. Because now I got a firsthand account of what the experience is like, the uncomfortability that comes with that to begin with. Mm -hmm, So me reacting in any kind of way like I described it before would just only exacerbate the issue, right, the discomfort that they would feel.
2: And it just so happened that on the day I interviewed Mr. Louie, I caught Miss. Hardware and roped her into presenting on the topic of advocacy.
3: Oh, hi. I'm Miss. Hardware, um, social worker at Bronx Pratt Middle School. And I think for one, um, scholars, exp- I think sometimes what happens is that adults already um, feel uncomfortable about um, teenagers, especially teenage girls, saying things about themselves. About even if they mention LGBT, they already think goes straight to sex and not sexual orientation. I think as a social worker, innately a lot of scholars. Um, find that I have to engage in confidentiality so they feel more comfortable disclosing a lot of these things to to me and in that also my office is a safe space but we'd love to think that every room in this building is a safe space and for me personally is that um I identify as a lesbian and when I was younger in school we didn't have a lot of pe- I didn't have a lot of people who I knew I could go talk to because also I'm Jamaican and In my culture, that's taboo. But what I did do is find a counselor because I know that person would be able to keep my information confidential. In school or outside of school? In school. But I would love for our scholars and our teachers because to feel a sense of not only bringing that work to the social worker, but for all of us to have a sense of ownership and agency around how do we, just in general, just op- give a listening ear without a little bit of our own biases because at the end of the day if one of our scholars identify as you know, a gay man that doesn't mean we shouldn't be open to listening to that scholar and at least once you listen you could then redirect them to hey, I know you'd like to talk more about that maybe you could talk to Miss Hardware about that but we need to be safe enough within ourselves and open enough for ourselves to make sure that Not only is a physical environment safe, but just scholars being around this period are safe. But if we don't provide an environment where scholars are able to critically think, right, about what the social construct is around gender, gender doesn't mean because I am a boy, I have to be tough and I can't play with a Barbie, right? I think, you know, we have to teach our kids all these things. And I think through all of that, it teaches them, like, how powerful advocacy is for themselves, right? And how if you give up, that means you're giving up on yourself and you might be giving up on an entire group of other folks, right? What's that What does that look like for you? You could be that one mark in history that changed the whole context for the rest of the world.
2: The last guest on this episode is someone who's been with the podcast since its inception from providing us with equipment to carrying around and setting up our menstruation stations. To doing last-minute edits in the eleventh hour before submitting our first podcast to NPR. I'm of course talking about James Stefanik. Why do our advocates advocate for us,
0: uh,
2: and not well, just because like of the cause? Because we're all you know we're all on the same page when it comes to a cause, but it's like.
1: Well, I mean, I guess it is also the fact that you are my partner, so that kind of plays a role into wanting to be supportive about things you're doing and things that I think have good potential. It seemed like a good idea. It seemed like a prevalent topic that should be discussed in more detail. When that a period comes around for many women, it's a very scary and unnerving time. And so, like, the destigmatization of things is important make things come out to light and to be talked about more is uh for the better of everyone
2: true however i think of all the guys we've interviewed for this episode you have the most um nonchalant attitude that's interesting because i wasn't expecting that
1: i mean i get like a nosebleed about once a month or something like that so, it's, I guess you could say...
2: Are you Are not I about bleed. to compare a nosebleed? No, You're no, not no. about to compare a nosebleed? I'm not.
1: I'm saying, <laughs> I, what I'm saying is, like, I... It's like, I've, I've bled a lot in my life as well. Mm. And so... If anyone who said who like saw me having a nosebleed and said "ew" immediately, it's like I would think that was kind of rude. So it's just like, it's a natural part of our bodies, and uh, you know, as long as it's being handled in a sterile way, what is the problem?
2: I don't really know how to segue into a transition
1: now. <laughs> Those are the same thing
2: wow rude okay
1: i'm gonna stop now
2: i'll have to come up with like a oh wow this is the wrong button never mind thank you to everyone who was on today's episode mr louis miss hardware james and to everyone out there who supports us by listening donating by speaking to the cause thank you for being our advocates and our champions follow us on instagram sh periods we are also on soundcloud sh periods and on twitter sh periods to quote brazil period catch us next week or rather two weeks from now